0: Welcome to Taiwan Talk on ICRT, I'm Ryan Drilsmer. Today I speak with David Pendry, an Associate Professor at the National Taipei University of Business about his new book, Taiwan, A Light in the East. To start off, your, the title of your new book is called Taiwan, A Light in the East. Why did you make this choice?
1: Oh, well, simply put, and, and I've expressed this in the newspaper a lot, that uh, Taiwan is a light in the East, a city on the hill in Asia. Um, that it, with democracy and freedom, uh, freedom of the press, freedom of expression, and a lot more going on, that uh, and that's very different from most Asian countries. Um, certainly, you know, countries like in North Korea and China and the Philippines, they, a lot of them are fairly authoritarian, and so Taiwan comes off as a, as a democratic light. Um, could you
0: briefly talk about? the contents of your book and what each chapter is about.
1: Okay. Uh, the first chapter, a brief introduction, and then I talk about Taiwan history, politics, and culture. And that's pretty much what it is. A lot of that, a good portion of that is well-known already, Taiwan's history and its current politics. But I do have, I think, some you know innovative or just some thoughtful um, examinations in there. Um, you know, I look at the, the reality of the white terror era, the move into democracy. Um, one point I made was with the colonial periods in Taiwan, the different countries that were here leading up to Japan, um, they were all like enforcing foreign languages in Taiwan to be taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that introduced an, a, a, um, a focus on foreign language in Taiwan, and I think that continues to this day. I have a look at the idea of independence in Taiwan. and some, some people think my views are a little controversial because I'm not just a solid pro-independence guy. Okay. I sort of look at it from what I think is more of like an international law perspective. And so I have some ideas and I talk about ways that we might get through this kind of conundrum. Yeah. Then there's a, a look at uh, education and academia. A lot of that is my personal experience. And I talk about my own sort of teaching methodologies. But I do take a look at some of the modern things that are going on in Taiwan, the 12-year education, some of the projects that are being done by the, the Ministry of Education, which are pretty cool. Some international projects are being launched, some things like that. Okay, so that's education. Then I'd look at Taiwan identity, which has become a kind of an important part of my experience here. How Taiwanese I can be? I've written about that in the newspaper. Being a foreigner, mm-hmm. you sort of have two identities, which is always true. Um, and then just Taiwanese identity, which in these days a lot of that it's becoming more and more Taiwan as Taiwan. Taiwanese people are reflecting on themselves as Taiwanese people. They don't see themselves as as, ta- as Chinese much anymore. Um, and there's not really any sort of world citizen or even Asian look. It's much more like, we are Taiwanese. So that's becoming a reality. And then um, uh, the Taiwan aesthetic, I defined it this way. Um, a set of ideas about style, taste, and expression, and a worldview expressed through outward appearance, behavior, and actions. Okay. This might be called a philosophy of ideas, or a uh, sort of a history of ideas. A world worldview. Um, a cosmology a posture from which we view the world it's visual principles um, optic discernible sensible and even that which is being in our lives. Okay. Um, this is sounding a little bit like identity now, but that's sort of what the aesthetic is. It's the way people express themselves, the arts they make. Okay. Now in Taiwan, the Chinese world, the Chinese art has influenced Taiwan a lot, but at the same time it hasn't. A lot of, t- of Taiwan art was actually influenced a lot by Western art. And a lot of the modern art in the last 50 years has been very Westernized. Then I look at the future in Taiwan and I look at a pretty positive light A lot of the uh, business and economy in Taiwan looks real positive going forward. Then I have a piece called The Termite in Taiwan. You asked about that. Yeah. And yes, you're right. In some ways, and I mention this in the book, some people might think that's a little negative, this sort of little insect that can be squashed under your heel. Mm -hmm. Is that Taiwan? And that hasn't really been Taiwan. My point is that Taiwan is like a little guy that can make a big difference.
0: In what sense do you mean Taiwan can cause a big difference?
1: Through the democracy and through its, uh, its statement as a nation, as it were. Um, that it's seen as a positive. Some people say we might influence China positively, that China could turn democratic. People have dreamed about that for many years. It hasn't quite happened.
0: What made you combine all these ideas and all this analysis into one publication?
1: Oh, I guess I just wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to write a book. Um, about this experience, I've seen other Taiwan books. I mm-hmm. haven't liked them all. I feel like there's a there. There tends to be too much sort of like fervent pro-Taiwan stuff written in the books. Okay, and I didn't want to go that route. I wanted it to be more objective, right? So I wanted to do that. I wanted to create an objective view. What I thought an analytical view, as I yeah. say, methodological, almost scholarly, um, as best I can. And so I started writing it. Just simple as that. Earlier this year, and I I knocked it out. It when I get writing, I can write fast. That's very quick. Yeah, I did. I produced a hundred pages and went to some publishers. I wanted to make this statement more objective, a foreigner's view. Yeah. Um. Not not a Taiwanese view.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And I wanted to get that word. I thought that I thought you know I'm pretty knowledgeable such as it is with international affairs. I thought I had a pretty pretty knowledgeable view about Taiwan, a little different than average. My when I talk about Hong Kong in the book, some people are going to object to that very strongly because I don't just take that Hong Kong's great, Hong Kong's free, let it go, let it go. I don't do that. I'm much more objective. I'm like I look at the, the relationship of Thai, of Hong Kong as Chinese people mm-hmm. to China, the nation. And I say that there's some important sort of relationships there, same with Macau. Mm-hmm. And and it's not just as simple as like, let's be free, there's more going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you say as well as being
0: from an analytical perspective, the book is also written from a personal perspective. and it. it it does read as uh, a little narrative in, narrative. in some okay. places. Okay. Um, why, why did you choose to write it this way? What advantages do you think this brings over a purely analytical piece or a personal diary? Well,
1: it's a good question because most people would expect mostly an analysis, analytical, mm. and that's what they want. And they, they sort of want that sort of political angle. Um, part of it is just because of life in Taiwan, my life I've lived here. It's been personal in a lot of ways. I've made some personal relationships. And so I felt that that was necessary. You make an interesting point about the narrative style. That's probably just me. That's my, my sort of stylistic preference. Okay. And I find that in my classes I teach, I said, emphasize a narrativism, right? Yeah. Um, narrative as life. Uh, life is narrative, as one theorist has put it. And I often say that. Yeah. Our, our, we live life as a narrative, as a story that we tell with with introductions, bodies, and conclusions. That's how we live life. And so I think that's a good way to talk about life in Taiwan.
0: Okay. Bringing it back to the title of the book, Taiwan, A Light in the East, what do you think it is that makes Taiwan shine in East Asia?
1: In some ways, it's just the people. The people of Taiwan have kind of a reputation as being some of the nicest people in the world. And uh, I found that pretty much to be true. Not when you're a teacher, it's not always true. Not every Mm -hmm. student likes you, believe me. Um, But pretty much true. And so that, in some ways, it's like, just they're they're nice people. Um, They have a nice aesthetic, a nice way of looking at the world. Um, And um, they're not hostile people. Taiwan has definitely proven to be true, right? Um, I guess that's just my personal experience, that it's been pretty special. Uh, People have treated me real well here.
0: Okay. So your book's published by Palgrave
1: Macmillan. If Mm -hmm. people want to buy it or access it, how can they do so? Um, You can get it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of other websites where it can be found, so it should be easy to find. Okay, thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I, I hope you liked it, and I hope your listeners like it too.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'll see you next time.